You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. We are live streaming. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Very, very good. It's beautiful, hot morning in Chicago. It's a great July day, and we have a very special program lined up. Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago, joins us live from Rome the Cardinal is currently at the Vatican on assignment, working on a project for the Holy Father. Cardinal Blaise Subich, good morning. How are you? Great. Good to see you guys. Yes. How, are, how are you doing? Good, thank you. We are live streaming, so for those that are can, would like to live stream, you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago to join us here with Cardinal Blaise Subich. How is the weather out there, Cardinal Subich? Well, it's much like what you have in Chicago. It's pretty hot today. A hot day. Now, a little twist of turn. Go ahead, Mark. I thought maybe we'd start, because um, I know there are a lot of major topics we're going to be talking about today. But So my wife and I are back at church at St. Gertrude's on Granville. We go back. But what happens is we're so used to, to your celebration at ABC and your wonderful homilies. I was wondering if we could start with maybe a little bit of your message from the homily yesterday that we missed because we were in church. About the loaves well, and fishes. First of, yes, first of all, you can still see it because it's on uh, YouTube, <laughs> uh, the, the website of the Archdiocese. Very good, so, uh, very good. And make a donation. You, in fact, in fact, I know that uh, Father Greg likes to watch it two or three times. So <laughs> that, that pumps up our numbers, you know. It, homily, it, it gives us some hints. idea. gives me hints for my homily. It does, yeah. There might be... A, they might be a little old and stale, but they never <laughs> stop before. <so. laughs> Throwing the rector under the bus on a Monday morning. Any Throwing message yeah. from any message from the homily yesterday for our folks? The loaves and the well, fish. Well, yes, I think what's important is that uh, one one thing to keep in mind is that uh, the Lord uh, helps people, helps all of us understand that so much in life uh, there there are needs that we have, real needs. But all of a sudden, we begin to expand that uh, level of need uh, by our wants. Uh, it starts mm-hmm. off with the need for the people to have food, and it ends up with the people expanding their need to wanting to Jesus to be king. Mm-hmm. And the way that Jesus helps us break that cycle is something we see in the gospel. That young boy is one who teaches them, uh, you break the cycle of expanding your your needs and by your wants by being generous. And this young boy is generous. The other thing is it's important to keep in mind that uh, in the gospel, the verb multiply does not exist. Uh, instead, uh, it is about sharing. 
So it's not about the multiplication of different things in life that are going to make us happy, but the sharing that takes place. And so I think that uh, for all of us, uh, uh, when we begin to find ourselves uh, wrapped up in uh, wanting to possess, uh, wanting to have more, uh, just uh, just because there is a possibility of more, uh, we become sad. Yeah. Uh, we really don't become fulfilled. Uh, the young boy has a lot to teach us uh, by helping us understand it's when we give, when we're, we're generous, and when we share that we break that cycle. That little boy helped instigate a miracle. Yeah. A little, a little boy like that. That's tremendous. And uh, the ratings have been phenomenal for the last 16 months, and they continue to be this summer. And, uh, you know, Cardinal Blaze, just kind of uh, switching gears a little bit, the opening of our churches in Phase 5 of COVID protocols, uh, maybe you can just summarize for the people what that means. But, again, in light of the numbers are starting to go back up again, so are you concerned about that? Well, of course, we are concerned. We want to make sure that this pandemic is uh, stopped in its tracks, and that's why we're still encouraging people to become vaccinated and to be very careful uh, if you're not vaccinated, please continue to uh, exercise caution by wearing uh, wearing a mask, uh, isolating yourself as well from other people. You know, 99% of those people who are infected today uh, are those who are not vaccinated. And so we're becoming a population of, uh, divided by those who are vaccinated and those who are infected. And, and that's very sad. So uh, my hope is that we are not going to have to return to the the kind of uh, restrictions we had before, but we need to pay attention to the developing situation. I do know that uh, the numbers for the cathedral this weekend, much, much higher. Uh, 10 o'clock mass had maybe about 900 people and many, many visitors. So people are again traveling and coming around. But again, as you say, Cardinal Supic, this pandemic is not going away and it's way too early to celebrate. I've had people say, oh, we can start going, going back to normal. But this Delta variant is very clear. This is far from over. And I, maybe, Cardinal Blaze, what are you saying to people who are saying to you, I don't want to get vaccinated. There's no need for it. What is, what is your response to them? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, they're going to uh, have to live with the consequences of that, unfortunately, and be, be, uh, understand that they're going to have to live with the consequences of not being vaccinated. Uh, and also, I think they they have to realize too that uh, they're putting the rest of us in danger by not being uh, vaccinated. So they really have to look at that in conscience. Um, so uh, it's it is it is something that they have to take seriously. My hope is that they don't get sick uh, and that uh, they don't spread this uh, to people who are in vulnerable populations. Um, that that's the thing that I would I would say to them. Uh, the Holy Father has made it very clear that there is a moral obligation to to be vaccinated, and I think that we have to take that seriously. If I, on the screen here, we see you being vaccinated. You were one of the first to be vaccinated. Did you have any side effects from the uh, shots? No, not at all. No, uh, it uh, it really I know it affected other people, but it didn't impact me at all. They say that, you know, uh, that the vaccination had more of an impact on a younger person rather than an older person. So this uh, maybe, is why you were not maybe, vaccinated. Uh, we were built, maybe we were built tougher. Maybe that's why you, that's why you were not uh, bothered by it. <laughs> if, I, if I could tell you a little brief story, and then I'm going to ask you a question. 
about the blessings of COVID. Our, two of our blessings were we had two grandchildren that were born during COVID, uh, James Mark and uh, uh, Eleanor Joy. But our, we were watching the Mass with you and with Greg, with our little Lydia, who's six years old. And she asked my wife why you were wearing green. What, what did that mean? And Mary explained it all theologically, but simply. And she said, nope, I know what it is. They both like broccoli. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that and spinach. <laughs> but what, 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 a, what, my question, what a great response. My question would be, during, during COVID, as difficult as it was, what blessings did you see uh, during this time? Well, families were able to spend more time together with each other uh, that they hadn't before. I think that's important. Uh, folks were very generous in the COVID emergency fund that we put together with, uh, with uh, Catholic Charities. Uh, that money went to help people um, with food, uh, with uh, rent, uh, burying the dead, uh, tuition assistance. Wow. Uh, it, helped, uh, it helped as well. Uh, individuals who had emergencies in their life. Uh, so I think it brought the best out of a lot of people. Uh, it also made us slow down a little bit uh, because we we had to stay at home and uh, maybe didn't become so active before. Uh, uh, so in, in many ways, it, it helped us understand that we really are connected with each other. Carnal, did you really slow down? Well, I think I did in terms of going around to the parishes. Mm -hmm. uh, I kept up as many meetings as possible with people and and trying to uh, make sure that the needs of folks were met. Um, I, uh, I I think that uh, I got a lot of I got a lot more exercise in. You know, I took long walks uh, and was able to get some exercise that I ordinarily did not have. So yes, uh, I think. Uh, I think I did was able to rest. You really enjoy walking. You put in many steps during the COVID time. Um, it's amazing. At least what ten thousand, fifteen thousand steps on certain days. Yes, it it did give me an opportunity to get more exercise, and I like that very much. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the emergency fund you mentioned, Cardinal Blaze. How much money did that raise? Well, it it, it was. Uh, it was in excess of $25 million. Wow. That's just the generosity can, of people. Can talk. people still contribute? They can, and people are contributing yet. And we are meeting the needs of, uh, of uh, various parishes that have, especially food pantries. I'm sorry, I was just going to ask, do they go to the Archdiocesan website? How do they contribute? Yes, they can just send it into the Archdiocese or the Archdiocesan website. Uh, either way, but if they just mark COVID-19 relief fund, uh, we'll make sure that it's used for that. It's amazing. During the whole COVID time, many pastors were afraid collections would go way down, but people were very generous, oh. including the cathedral, during the COVID. Just to switch gears, uh, Cardinal Suvich, crime and violence in Chicago has certainly not lessened this summer. You wrote a tremendous article about violence in Chicago. Maybe for some of our listeners, you could summarize that because you had some great insights, also maybe taking even a couple of different angles, how we need to be connected better with each other. So uh, just, you know, crime and violence in Chicago is certainly not going away, and yet you have met it head-on by responding to that. So maybe share a few words about that. 
Yes, my only point was that um, the people are responsible for public safety. We should do everything to support them. And at the same time, we have to ask ourselves what's happening to the soul of uh, our city and each one of us when uh, we, we feel as though we're disconnected uh, from one another. That really is at the, uh, at the um, uh, spiritual uh, poverty that's involved here. Uh, where people can uh, take violent actions against each other because they feel disconnected from the rest of society or in other people. There's no sense of empathy uh, uh, about about uh, the lives of other people and so that their lives can be taken. At the same time, all of us who maybe not might not be affected firsthand by the violence uh, can't retreat into our own little security zones. Uh, we have to see that this involves all of us. Um, so uh, the disconnectedness cannot uh, uh, in, in, in some way uh, infect our own spiritual lives as well. Uh, we have to see that we're all together in this and look for a solution by which we have peace in society and public safety as a real priority. And as, we're as you're saying about us being connected, one of the things that came out, I think it was last week, is that the new papal declaration about the Latin Mass um, could you yes. expand on that a little bit and, and maybe explain to folks how, how will that really be an opportunity for us to stay connected? Yes, the Holy Father, as he made clear in his mode appropriate about this, uh, wants to make sure that uh, we, we have unity among ourselves. And of course, the sacrament of unity is the Eucharist. Uh, with the renewal of the Second Vatican Council, um, the, the church looked for a way in which we uh, can give expression to what we believe by how we worship. It's it's the uh, the ancient principle of lex orandi, lex credendi. Uh, the the way that we pray uh, really expresses what we believe, and vice versa. So uh, while the well uh, the uh, both John Paul II and Benedict XVI, as well as Francis, wanted to help people who were in transition from one uh, liturgy to another uh, uh, be accommodated. Um, as Holy Father said, it was soon becoming clear that uh, there was a growing element uh, among those who uh, regularly uh, uh, use the, or went to the, the former liturgy, that uh, there was a, there was a uh, denial um, and opposition to the reforms of the Second Vatican Council. And, and that's that could create a very deep wound in the life of the church uh, because we really are one church. And the Holy Father wanted to make sure that we have a unified uh, expression uh, of what we believe in our liturgy. And so uh, instead of allowing just any priest to um, uh, celebrate the Eucharist for the community, uh, it should be it should return to the, the role of the bishop. In fact, it's always been that way prior to the, the decisions of Benedict XVI, uh, it was always recognized in the life of the church that the bishop is the chief liturgist in, in the local church. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so all that uh, Pope Francis did is return to that. Uh, and so it's uh, right here in the archdiocese, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, different instances of the celebration of the former, former liturgy. Um, I'm going to be talking to people about that. I'll be consulting about it. I'll study what the Holy Father has written, but I want to take seriously 
that the aim of whatever decision we have is unity. Um, and make sure as well that people who, uh, who are worshiping according to the form of right uh, are not uh, allowing themselves to fall into a trap of uh, denying the validity of the change of the Second Vatican Council or um, uh, in some way denying the validity of uh, the mass that has been reformed by Pope uh, St. Paul uh, VI. So uh, I think it's going to take some time for us to have those discussions. And uh, we have to be faithful to the Holy Father. Uh, the full Holy Father has a responsibility to make these decisions for the life of the church. Uh, I would say too that um, uh, anybody who would question his uh, uh, right or ability to do so uh, really doesn't know uh, what how the church really operates. Uh, the Holy Father is a supreme lawgiver and uh, we have to make sure that we, we respect his position and respect his office. Yeah, I think the whole key is a sense of unity versus divisiveness. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break here on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. And also go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago to catch us live streaming. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treasy, and our guest is Cardinal <coughs> Blake Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. We'll be back after a break. And stay with us. Do not touch that dial. Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the word of God. Enjoy.
Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz along with Mark Treacy. And our guest is Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. Mark, take it away for a question. So, Cardinal, we go to St. Gertrude's. We walk into church. There's a no-mask um, you know, edict now that anybody vaccinated doesn't have to wear the mask. It, was, it, it felt very freeing to be there in that environment. And there were still people with masks. Um, uh, is that going to change, do you think, with, with the fluidity you're seeing in terms of this variant? Uh, or, and then how, how, how will those decisions, how will you arrive at those decisions, but then how are they promulgated to the parishes? Well, I surely hope not. I hope that we don't have to go back to those restrictions. And of course, that's why um, I have to encourage once again, people to become vaccinated. Yes, that's the only yes. way we're gonna stop this. On the other hand, if things do surge and we begin to see uh, a variant develop that breaks through the vaccine, uh, then, then we're gonna have to take, uh, we're gonna have to take action in accord with the science and the health, public health uh, recommendations that are received. We're going to same, follow the same process. We have a, a commission that um, oversees us for and advises me, um, and then we will uh, make our decisions and communicate it to the parishes uh, and follow the directives of uh, the um, uh, of, of the public health officials. So uh, we're we're going to go back to what we did before if we have to do that. Yes. Uh, you know, we're going we're going to be monitoring how we're going to open schools along the same lines. Yes. Uh, because there's still some debate of whether or not uh, children uh, who are not vaccinated should wear masks. Uh, we're going to look at that uh, and make our own decisions uh, in consultation with uh, public health officials and seeing also what's being done in other school systems. I do have to say that the archdiocese, the guidelines have been phenomenal. And I know, Cardinal Subic, you along with the team have spent hours and hours the last 16 months in the sense of closing, reopening, steps all along the way, and the hours that were spent in just the guidelines given to pastors in the archdiocese has been phenomenal in terms of the amount of work spent. And we hope and pray we don't have to go back to some of this, as you say, and I think it's all <coughs> in people's hands. It's all in people's hands right now with those that are unvaccinated. Uh, but I felt very safe in the cathedral. And also, to let listeners know, Holy Name Cathedral is wide open, mm -hmm. full capacity in all churches, and we are drawing big crowds once again. I'm just going to change gears for a second. I don't mean to uh, surprise you, but Cardinal Subic, you have now been the Archbishop of Chicago, our shepherd, for seven years come this November. This goes back to November of 2014. What has, in the last six and a half years, been the biggest positive surprise for you as Archbishop of Chicago? Well, um, I would say that uh, it's not necessarily a, a surprise because I always had a great respect for the archdiocese and its legacy, but uh, just to come into contact with the, the richness of talents that we have in the archdiocese, there really is no challenge that we face, uh, no uh, problem that confronts us, um, no opportunity that is before us that we can't seize that uh, has stopped me from calling on people with the various talents that we have, young and old. Uh, we built, a, I think, a very good team here in the Archdiocese. Uh, we have really fine priests who are talented. Uh, so I think it's, it's the human resources 
that this archdiocese has across various ethnic groups uh, where um, uh, people have come uh, to this area uh, rolling up their sleeves, ready to get work. Um, it really is uh, the city that, uh, uh, that uh, speaks well of its immigrant uh, legacy, uh, but also uh, where young people are attracted to, uh, to begin their life uh, by sharing their talents and abilities. So um, I, I think I just love being here because of the people. And also along those lines, Mark, you're going to love the story. When Cardinal Subo was here maybe about uh, three years, about a year after I arrived, we were having breakfast one morning, and, you know, Cardinal Subic has a great sense of humor. And I said in a very innocent way, you know, Cardinal Blaze, you've been here a couple of years now. What's the most commonly asked question of you mm-hmm. by the media about being, <coughs> about being here in Chicago? And Cardinal Blaze looked at me and said, the most commonly asked question of media to me is, why did I name Father Sackwitz rector of the <laughs> cathedral? It's a mis- <laughs> It's one of our mysteries. <laughs> Cardinal Subert said, yeah. do you have any other questions, Greg? And I said, no, that'll do it for now. So uh, yeah. I'll always remember well, that. Well, you know, it, it falls out of the rubric. If you don't know the answer, don't ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had a question about the Mass on ABC. Cardinal, now I've seen you on WTTW different, and all kinds of different interviews, and they're always pretty... Um, pretty straightforward, informational. You're very honest, and all of a sudden, you have a weekly presence uh, on ABC, a viewership that's huge. What, what is? What are your learnings about social media during this time, in terms of y- your um, role as cardinal here? Well, I think one of my first learnings uh, that I picked up right away is I have to be really prepared. Uh, to be able to uh, celebrate the Eucharist and try to distill everything, you know, in six minutes, six, seven minutes at, at most, uh, it, it really does take a lot of work to make sure that you can say something that's coherent uh, and memorable to people. Uh, so that has really helped me discipline myself in preparing for those, uh, those celebrations. The other is um, that uh, if people... Uh, want me to make eye contact with mm-hmm. them through this means, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to uh, look straight into the camera and have in my mind uh, that I'm actually looking at people in their own homes. And uh, that is something people have told me before, that, uh, that, uh, which they, they appreciate. Um, and then I think the other, the, as- the other aspect of it is that it is uniting us one to another in this virtual way. Uh, it is creating a community of believers uh, uh, by, as people identify uh, and talk about uh, uh, watching the Mass, uh, because I know that people do talk to each other about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a there is an actual community aspect built into this virtual system. Now, I, can, I know Greg has another question, uh, but... I can affirm that because our little six-year-old, I told you before she was watching the Mass, she connected with you. And that's their generation, that's their, that's their communication form that's, that's right. innate in a six-year-old. So, yeah, it was, it was effective. Yeah, she her. sees Cardinal Supich week in and week out on ABC. And in many ways, 
you become a pastor on a whole different level yeah. where people, a quarter of a million, see you weekly on Channel 7 and plus our YouTube at the cathedral. So it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, we need to bring this uh, part of the program to a close. Uh, Cardinal Blaise Supich, want to thank you very much for being our guest the first half hour here on Catholic Chicago and uh, safe travels as you come back to Chicago. And God bless you. You are truly a shepherd in Chicago, visionary, hardworking, and don't lose your sense of humor. And give the Holy well, Father our best, okay? I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, he'll, he'll appreciate that very much. He's recovering well from his surgery. Oh, good. And uh, uh, he's, as you saw from the audience uh, for the uh, Angelus this weekend, on Sunday, he really uh, is, seems to have a very strong voice yeah. and is uh, recovering well. Thank right. you. Thank right. you very God much. Bless. And our guest has been Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. God bless you, Cardinal Supich. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treacy on Catholic Chicago, WNDZ 750. Stay with us for part two. You do not touch that dial.